to Decapod, the podcast for the Roberts Lab NPRB-funded project investigating the effects of bitter crab disease and temperature changes on southeast Alaskan tanner crabs. Yeah. Okay. So did uh, Grace catch you off? Or? Yeah. So. Exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling her, I, I've been sitting on my hands, not... Emailing and Grace, what's it look like? Grace, <laughs> what does it look like? So. Grace? Where are you at? Where are you at? Assembly. You're assembling it now? It's in queue. It said um, there's still four things in front of me. What? Okay. There's you, Yamini, Yamini, Jay, and then me and Laura. Okay. Just jump the line, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I brought pumpkin muffins for the season. Gluten free pumpkin muffins. Yum. So, yeah, good snack, I think. Is Sam joining us, or is he? Yeah, he's, well, he's remotely. He's oh, okay. I didn't know. Well, you'll have to save his muffin for him, I guess. Oh. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> okay, so Grace was telling me that the extractions with the um, kyogen kit are working fairly well. Um, easy, is that what the, yeah, the, mm-hmm. much better. I did than, that yesterday. Yeah. Um, Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. You hear us, alright? Yes. Yeah. That's very strange. <laughs> was what strange? That last call I was in. Uh, yeah. At some point, I made the, the ding dong sound. There's no video. Audio or anything like well, yeah, I call. I I tried to call you from my phone when I was I was walking from class, and I think my phone put me in like safe driving mode while I was. I guess I was walking too fast. So then, I, so then I just canceled it, and then I just called you on the iPad. It's kind of a reflection on how slow Seattle traffic yeah, is. Huh? Yeah, I figured I was just in traffic. All right, so Grace, you were just. Uh, yeah, Sam, you're missing the uh, pumpkin muffins. Oh, dang. Mm, I'll put I'll put this we'll one on you your uh, desk for you, Sam. All right, thanks. <laughs> so, Sam, you were te- I mean, I'm sorry, Grace, you were telling us about the Arneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it yesterday, and I um, so they were eluted in 14 microliters, and then I used one microliter to run Qubit, and they both were 25 or one was 25, one was. Um, Wow, eight. Um, but I feel like that's maybe a bit higher than what Sam got. There's no reason to brag. Okay. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how last time <laughs> it uh, was because of contamination. What does that mean? Like the qubit results were higher than yeah. it should have been. Okay. So I don't know. So you did how many again? I did four, but then I tossed two because the lids snapped off. Okay. And then I threw them out before I realized I'd put them back on. Okay. So I only um, I finished with two. And you got decent yields is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Is it worth testing them on the bioanalyzer? Probably. Okay. Just to be like... Just to make sure. Just to make super safe. But you said the qubits was fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is the contamination issue? Is that, how can you tell? That was just from the R-nasal stuff, because everything, um, because after they were pooled, the overall Q 
qubit results of that pool was way lower than it should have been based on the individual qubit results. Okay. And so it was thought Contamination was is probably not the right word. It's... Extra salts or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, not, there's no contamination. It was just the ability for the a machine to, uh, to accurately assess the quantity of DNA was impeded by the procedure of extracting the DNA. Got it. Which is Got different it. than contamination. Okay. All right. So, we, so we'll double-check those, mm-hmm. triple-check them. I mean, you've, you've kind of checked it with Qubit, which I'm pretty confident, and given what Sam did before with Arnazy, it's probably good. But let's just be, like, super, super-duper confident mm-hmm. by using the other machine to get another reading, and then we will um, um, do more of the samples. Yeah. And, and where are we with the... Um, and then... The assembly is a master. The, the, what you're doing now, assembling, is a big picture of a bunch of the libraries. It'll be like a master annotation, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a pool of um, pool of an ambient infected and uninfected from day 26. Because that was okay. just what we had. In, in so what's the, uh, and how are you going to annotate that? With the, the Go, is that the Slim? Mm-hmm. I don't know which terminology. Go Slim? Yeah, after you do the Swiss Pro. Yeah. So Swiss Pro is basically a database of really all known proteins. Okay. That's always a good place to start. Um, that We really do that more to get, like, the function of the gene. You know, we might get the gene in a Daphne or a fish, but we know what it is. And that'll, And that's more function. So the other thing, because we've got this unique situation with there's other bugs in there, is you'll, you'll want to blast to a nucleotide database, too, okay? So, really, the best thing to do is to blast in database in NCBI. has, like, everything that's ever been sequenced from every animal. So okay. that's when you're going to be able to start teasing out, is this really a crab gene or a hematodidium gene, okay? okay? And that'll start allow you to start pulling that out. And there's some really cool, so this is the same, you use the same software, you use Blast. And there's some really cool little little tweaks in there when you set the format, like you're doing format probably six, output mm-hmm. format six. Mm-hmm. You can actually tweak that to like tell it the, taxi, the taxonomy, taxonomy of the hit at different levels of genus, phylum, and all that kind of stuff. So there's some really fun stuff you can do to kind of sort it out, because I think that's the, that's the kind of the second part of the, of the annotation to me is... What's there, and who's it? Who's it really coming from? Um, and then that'll be that'll serve us as the basis of these next things that you're coming up with with the easy where we start doing these treatment-specific libraries to to then begin to ask the well, we can speculate now, but we'll be able to have informed information about what genes are. Involved in the infection process, the non-infection process, the temperature process, and the day. Okay. But this, what you're, what you're annotating now, and 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 um, looking at, it will be the basis for that. Um, the other thing you'll want to do too is is run that program called um, TransRate. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a way to like assess the quality of the assembly. 
because basically you're just doing an assembly with Trinity using default parameters, which is normally fine, but it's always good to like have a metric. Okay, well, how good it is it compared to how many reads map back, but then how does it compare to other species that are related? But then we can tweak the parameters and see if it, it's kind of like the eye test, you know, better, worse, better, worse. Mm-hmm. And then so we can tweak some of the parameters in the assembly and see if we can mm-hmm. get, get it better or not based on a, a, a metric. Normally it's fine like it is, but it's it's good to, to run that just to just to quantify um, uh, how many reads map back. Uh, but you can go ahead and set, so you've got a little test data, right? You've got like a little mini. Yeah. <clears throat> a mini assembly from a mm-hmm. subset to test your pipeline with. Mm-hmm. So you like I said, you can go ahead and set up the Swiss looks like you've already set up the Swiss Pro yeah. annotation, right? Um yeah. And that worked. How fast along did that blast take? Um not too long. Like, okay. So enough for you to, to, to rerun it and test test pipelines. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you can get the ghost limb, make pie charts, but then um, also think about the blast in. I th- really think that you probably need to run that on another computer. That the database is so huge because it's got every or. I mean, the other thing you could do wouldn't hurt is just download everything from NCBI that's hematidinium like. You know, you could you could take that approach. But I mean, it, all that data is in. It's just a matter of space on your computer. But you might as well just, like, you could use a bigger computer. You could put it on mocks and run it on mocks if you wanted to, or do it both ways. Um, or what kind of stuff you could do. You could download all the hematidinium-like species and use that and make your transcript on the database and compare that to that to find it in the other direction. Mm-hmm. That, would be a, that would be another interesting way to do it, to kind of, um, that would be... To be a quick thing, but it also gives you kind of confidence in that it's kind of like a reciprocal way to do it. What do we? What did you get? Like 30, mil, 30 million reads to read the raw data. How much was? How much raw data was there? Are you talking about the FastQ files? Fast Q. Did you run FastQC on it? Um, Can't remember if you did or not. Maybe Sam ran oh, it right when it on, came in. Yeah, I did on the um, the tiny. I think Sam ran it when he came in. Yeah. Really, it's what, what we I'm did was uh, it's called paired in sequencing. You know, coming in from the forward and the reverse. Um, and it was so that's what the data came back as. Um, it was done in two different lanes, so we actually get four files. That's why you're seeing okay. four there. R1 is the forward. R2 is the reverse. But essentially, there's R1 and R1 is the exact same, basically entity. But it gives you information about the quality. So if you scroll, you get about, so we're getting about 30 million sequences. Um, <laughs> per, per, you see that on the right. So if you scroll. Thank you for listening to Decapod, the podcast dedicated to the Tanner Crab Project funded by NPRB. Check out our website at bittercrab.science for more information.